Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. So we went over 41,000, but we projected our ARV at 330 and we sold at 371. So the 41,000, we actually got back on the back end of that. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to out-of-state real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Jonathan McCoskey. Hi, Jonathan. Hey, Joe. Great to be here with you at the best ever listeners. Great to have you on the show, my friend. And Jonathan is joining us from right outside of New York City, New York where he uh, actually invests in Connecticut with a focus on single-family home fix and flips. His first deal made him uh, over $47,000, and actually $47,000, and his second deal he expects to make over $60,000, and we'll have him talk a little bit about that. He's also wholesaled and is currently in the process of syndicating his first real estate deal, which is a 16-unit apartment building. With that being said, Jonathan, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. So uh, my background, I'm a CPA by trait, um, probably like many of the best ever listeners, uh, worked in the corporate world for a little bit of time. Uh, great experience, learned a lot, just wasn't the right fit for me, uh, wasn't really, uh, I guess, motivated enough. And uh, so I, uh, I left there, did a couple of entrepreneurial roles, um, and uh, about just, just over a year ago, the end of January, I jumped into real estate with the ex- expectations of uh, syndicating deals, kind of like the one I, I did now, which, believe it or not, was more of a fluke deal. We're not really looking at those kind of deals, but fell into our lap. We can expand on that later. Um, and so uh, I, I wasn't finding deals. So uh, I met my business partner, my business partner, and we started, um, we, we pivoted and looked to fix and flip. So that's what we've primarily been focusing on for the last year. All right. 
let's talk about some of those things. So the first question, since I introduced the $47,000 you made on the first fix and flip uh, and the second one that you're working on, can you talk a little bit about those two? Sure. Uh, what, what would you like to know about them? Well, the details around them. So um, how about what type of property is it? What, how'd you find it? What'd you do to it? You know, challenges that you had to overcome in order to make it happen? Sure. So we, we found the first deal. We closed on it July 1st. We were, so like I said, probably, probably about a year ago, I want to say end of February, beginning of March, uh, we pivoted towards looking for single family fix and flips. Uh, really spent a lot of time on the MLS. I have my license in New York and Connecticut. There's reciprocity. Um, so I have my license there. We, 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 we looked at a ton of homes, uh, made offers on a ton of homes, really couldn't find any. So we, we um, again, pivoted towards the direct mail marketing campaign, uh, which really made all the difference to us. Uh, we, uh, like I said, we closed on that first deal on July 1st. Um, so that's, that's how we found it. Uh, I think your next question is, what did we do to it? Yeah. So we, uh, so it's funny, you know, we, we and we, and we still talk about, we still go back and forth, you know, ha- had we had the deal again, what would we have done? Uh, we budgeted about, um, I think it was 90, uh, I want to say 93,000, I believe. Uh, was kind of our renovations. Um, we ended up uh, putting in 134,000 into that deal. Uh, we so we went over 41,000. Uh, part it wasn't it, not all of it was attributed to just going over budget. I mean, we kind of um, we we did a few things to the house. We opened we did an open floor concept and opening up walls. I mean, that you're really opening up a whole can of worms, bringing up everything to code. Uh, we ex- we moved the front entrance. Uh, we we expanded. Uh, to, it, it, we moved the front entrance to expand the master uh, bedroom to put a master bath and a walk-in closet uh, to raise the ARV. So the funny thing is, we we went over budget forty-one thousand, uh, but we we projected our ARV at three thirty, and we sold at three seventy-one. So uh, the forty-one thousand, we actually got back on the back end of that. For me, it's mind-boggling because. I don't have a natural talent for this and I haven't trained my mind. So what you just said as far as opening up the floor concept, opening up the walls, moving the front entrance to expand for a master bedroom, how do you have that vision on your first property? I don't. Not at all. I have I, – I, one of the things that I, I think has been so crucial for, for me has been partners. So, um, so I, my business partner – um, he really has the mind, the, the, the vision to do those kind of things. It's not me. And um, I think it's so important to leverage off partners. Uh, we also had our, uh, so I hang my license with a broker in Connecticut who's fantastic. And uh, the specific broker that I work with, she has guided us too to say, hey, you know what, to really get the ARV up on this one, you should, you should, you got to find a way to squeeze a master bath in there. So that's kind of what we did. And, you know, I, I guess I was just more of the, you know, in between of uh, my business partner and the broker to say, hey, look, this is what we have to do to raise the ARV. How, how can we get that done? So I would say leveraging off partners is, is my way of a vision. You found the property through a direct mail campaign and how, you funded the property how? Uh, we used private funding, family and friends. And what were the terms that you had with them? Uh, so we, we had a few people at a few different, uh, at rates. Uh, it was a straight debt deal. So they, it was just a loan and, uh, we had some partners in at about seven and a half percent and some partners in at about 9%. With the direct mail campaign in order to find that property, what are one or two things that you learned from that experience? Uh, so the direct mail marketing campaign, I mean, we, it was, uh, 
it's funny. The first time around, we did we found a YouTube video on how to do a direct mail marketing campaign. You photocopy this yellow letter, you scan it up on on the uh, on the computer, uh, you just print it out and you start writing names. It was really time consuming. Uh, I put a lot of time up front into get fine tuning the marketing campaign to be a little more automated. And um, you know, while while I probably spent about five ten hours or maybe more than that. Uh, really fine tuning it. That saved us a lot of time on the back end. What's a tip that you can give the best ever listeners to help them to help them expedite that process? It's um, a good question. Uh, I mean, we. Uh, so what I did, and again, it, it, we're, we're still we're still figuring out the best way to automate it. I mean, a few tips that we do. I like to. Use, I know a lot of uh, direct mail marketers use red uses use red ink. I like to use green ink. I kind of see red ink as more of like a third grade teacher giving you an F on a paper. So I like to use, um, you know, more, uh, you know, the people that are reading this, I don't want them to have negative emotions and, you know, possibly we're reading too into this, but, um, you know, different things. I mean, we, I, I went on to font.com, D-A-F-O-N-T, um, and found a, a handwritten um, a script that I really liked. So, you know, mess, mess around on there. I mean, there's probably other websites that are just as good that happen. That's just the one that, that, that we like. And we kind of just paired it up. I use, uh, we use white, um, loose leaf paper, just run it through the printer. Again, it took time to kind of fine tune to get it on the lines and which one works best, but keep the message short would be another thing I would say. No one, no one wants to, we all get enough junk mail. No one wants to spend a lot of time reading. So, you know, get uh fine tune it make a message short i mean it's pretty clear you want to buy their homes for cash or whatever your message is and send it out how many did you send out and how many did you get back how many responses did you get back so i we we didn't do an exact tracking um on it we probably we probably to date sent about 3 to 4000 would be my guess and our response rate's been about 8 to 14% all right that is that's incredibly helpful, and um, I'm going to do a completely shift in gears here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight to your apartment community that you're or the building that you're syndicating. What are the details around that? And I love how you asked me to clarify the questions. That is that's the CPA in you, my friend, coming out. <laughs> it's like I'm talking to my accountant right now. Where it's like, what question would you like an answer to? It's like, okay, all right, I, I can play this game. So with the syndic <laughs> with the syndication deal, what are the how did you find that property? And what are the you know financials around it? Sure. So it's funny. We, um, like I said, we, 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 we pivoted from doing larger commercial syndications, um, towards fix and flips. And while we were doing our direct mail marketing campaign, actually ran across, um, a number of commercial properties. Uh, unfortunately there was one office building that we were under contract that we had to, um, that we had to cancel uh, after finding some things out through our due diligence. But this, uh, 16 unit, uh, multifamily, was also through one of the direct mailers. Actually, one of the homes that we that we bought, the first house that we bought, it was through that seller. Um, we made an offer on it. It's in Central Connecticut, which is a little a little out of our uh, farm area. Um, but you know, we made an offer that we felt pretty comfortable. Uh, he he said he had a lot of other offers on it that were higher. I said no problem. I said you know we're 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 sticking with our you know with our offer, and if you know those don't come through, feel free to come back to us. And uh, I want to say. Probably about two, three months, you know, he came back and he said, look, if you guys are still interested, he's like, you know, I'd like to do the deal at this number. Um, so, you know, we met him there. We thought that was, uh, you know, kind of, kind of we were comfortable with that. And 
Uh, so we went, we actually went under contract officially, um, say on Tuesday of this past week in February. And you're raising the money from private sources for that one? Uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be doing a private equity raise on that deal. And how are you structuring it with the investors? So it, this is a, this is going to be a little, a little complex. So the way we're going to do it, um, I, get, I, I would say it's a little smaller of a deal that we'd like to do. Um, the, the purchase price is 515,000. Um, and you know, for, for people that are, you know, get especially for the best ever listeners for the, that are getting into it. Um, it's great. I mean, we're happy, we're, we're happy to be multifamily operators. Um, but you know, when you, when you start, let's just even take a simple number as a 10 cap, right? That, that means your net operating income is, is 10% of the purchase price, which in this case would be just over 51,000. Um, after your debt service, which is your mortgage, you know, you're probably left with, you know, somewhere around $20,000. And if you have investors in the deal, you know, your, your slice of that's going to be smaller. I have a partner. We split everything 50, 50. So this, from an absolute standpoint, um, it, it, there's not, there's not that much there. Uh, the the beauty about this is we're buying it at a discount from what the from what this particular market bears. The average unit price um, is about forty thousand, and we're buying it around thirty two thousand. So we have eight thousand dollars on each unit of a spread uh, times sixteen units. So it's about one hundred twenty eight thousand dollars discount that we're getting on the property. Uh, there is some capex that needs to go into it to subtract a little bit off of there. Um, so what what we're possibly looking at. Um, get, getting it uh, fully occupied and then selling it off within a year. So to answer your question on how we're going to structure it, um, if we were to buy and hold this and just keep it, let's just say, for a uh, two to five year hold period, we'll probably give our equity investors a 7% preferred return, which means the first 7% of the net income will go to them. And we'll do a, we'll do a, a split after that. Uh, we're not sure exactly what that split's going to be at this point. Maybe it's 50-50, maybe it's 70 to the investors, 30 to us. It'll probably be somewhere in between there. Um, and once their capital is given back to them, then we split the whole building on a uh, whatever, the, whatever that split is. Again, whether it's 50-50 or 70-30. Um, why this deal is interesting, like I said, if we have that delta, and it's a little smaller, that 16 unit, that's what I was getting at before. I mean, the, you know, the absolute dollars that we're going to get out of it a year, you know, probably be somewhere five to $10,000. It's a lot of work for me for not a lot of return. So um, we, we're telling some of our equity investors that if we do sell it within a year, um, we, might, we might take a larger uh, percentage of that. Or if someone comes to us, we've had a few people that you know might be interested in wholesaling it. Uh, we might even give investors less, maybe a 30-70, because at that point they would have never funded the deal, but they would have committed towards the money. And our vision is a more long-term business plan. So even though we probably don't even need to give that kind of deal to our equity investors if they've never funded it, give them you know a 30% of of whatever their pro rata portion of the deal is. But it's important for us to have a strong relationship with our investors. And if they know, hey, these guys are you know, really treating us well and we know our money is good with them and they're going to take care of us, uh, I think it just becomes easier and easier to raise money. One follow-up question on the direct mail. What, where do you get the direct mail addresses? Uh, we buy leads from listsource.com. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Uh, can I give two things here? You may. All right. The first I would say is look for a partner. Uh, it may take a while to find, just like looking for a deal. But you know, if you find that right one, you can leverage so much. I don't look at what we're doing as you know. I'm able to do 
50% more because my partner is doing 50% of the work. I'm able to do probably about 80% more because I'm, I'm leveraging off him the things that I suck at. And I can't, you know, I can't manage a rehab project. That's just, that's just out of my, out of my wheelhouse, but that's perfect for him. That's what he's good at. And this way I'm able to find leads, raise money and do all the other things that I'm good at. So number one is I would say, if you're, if you're really, especially if you're trying to get into the game and things are overwhelming and you have some weaknesses, find a partner to leverage off those weaknesses. Even if you get a smaller piece, I mean, for me, it's been, it's been very worth it. And I'll, I'll give a quick story on that. On uh, When we closed our first flip deal, uh, the one you spoke about earlier, where we made 47K, that same deal, that same day we did it, we, we wholesaled the property making 15K. So I never would have been able to do that had I been, you know, a one man show on, on the project. So that's the first thing I would say is partner. And the second is don't be afraid to put the, the cart before the horse. You know, we, we're, we're so trained as employees to, you know, everything, you know, we need to take steps and, you know, everything's linear. Uh, you're never, you know, you're, you got to raise money when you don't have deals. You got to find deals when you don't have the money. Uh, I'm sure, Joe, in your experience, you know, at least in maybe your first syndication experience, you know, you probably didn't have all your investors lined up. You may have had some people back out, but you just got to do it. And if you, if you find a, a good enough deal, you may, you may make a little less but you can find a way to make it work. And getting that first deal experience is so important. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Ready. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Could you do more deals if you had more money and didn't have to waste time looking for financing? Are you ready to scale your real estate business and do more deals? Well, let's make that happen. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is ready to fund your next deal. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that has thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Find out more at patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com. Best ever book you've read? Jay Scott's a book on flipping houses. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it? I'd say the past year of uh, just being on my own, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta go out and, and do, and do what you're good at. You can't be, you can't be afraid to do it. And so, you know, the whole past year kind of transitioning to where we are today has been, um, uh, uh, probably the best personal growth experience I've had. Best ever success habit you practice. Um, I like, I like to exercise in the gym. It kind of keeps my mind healthy. Best ever deal you've done. Uh, well, since we've, we've really only completed, uh, I guess we've done a flip and a wholesale. We have a few other deals coming up. So I'd say the best ever deal was the first one. But like you mentioned, I mean, I hope, I hope the second deal is going to be the best ever or the best ever for in the next month or two. <laughs> the best ever until your next one. Yes, exactly. Best ever project you're most excited about right now. So we, we uh, again, through our direct mail, uh, direct mail marketing campaign, uh, we came across a couple of office building owners. Uh, again, it, it kind of flukes how it happened, um, but we had that high response rate. So we kind of, uh, in the call, shifted towards some other conversations. So we're right now in talks uh, with a office building, a 60,000 square foot office building, very early stages that may never even come to fruition. Uh, but there's a few creative ways that we're going to try to pick that up. When you send out that direct mail piece, do you customize it based on the type of property it is? So if it's an office building, do you have a different message or is it just standard and they just happen to call you because you had they saw something that said, I buy homes for cash? Uh, I, I guess it ne- almost neither. Uh, we, they, both of these sellers um, had, were absentee owners and they also owned office buildings. 
So um, we we per the first one, um, the the first office building that I mentioned we were under contract. We actually purchased um, the sellers a, a house of theirs. And uh, I would just send text messages every day saying, "Hey, can I buy that office building?" And finally, you know, we 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 got it under contract. Uh, the second one that we're talking to now, uh, they're they're big developers, and they lent money to a uh, residential developer who had some homes, and their mail forwards to their office. So he called us up, inquiring about the house, and the conversation kind of spun to a different direction, talking about the office building. Best ever quote. Uh, just like poker, it's not a game of cards played with people. It's a game of people played with cards. The same is true about real estate. It's all a relationship game. So, you know, be, be a good person. Be true to who you are and, you know, to those around you. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Thinking that I couldn't get into the game uh, a while ago, for about four years ago, was, uh, I ended up joining a great company and, and learned a lot from it. But, um, you know, I, 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 had, I, had I thought that I could have gotten into real estate, I would have. So you're kind of in that stage of you're not sure whether you can do it or not you could so go for it what's the best ever place to reach you uh linkedin is the best place um i would just uh, if you, if you want to connect just send me a message that you heard the best ever podcast with joe and you know i'll know uh, i'll know who you are get some requests i don't know who they are so if, if you could just put a little intro in there that'd be great jonathan thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and this was just, I'm smiling because I knew this was coming whenever I, you know, for the best ever listeners, for some context, I always ask my guests to send over a 350 word or less bio prior to our interview. That way I have, you know, good information on how to structure the conversation. And then I do some research on, on my own if I'm, if I have time. And I told him his was one of my favorite bios because it was so quantifiable and it was so focused and it was so easy to determine exactly what he was doing and this conversation was indicative or that was indicative of this conversation where you know you you just you just gave a lot of really helpful information from direct mail marketing specific ways of of having success rates with you know, using green ink because we focus on emotions and I'm the same way. I, I think through the emotional and psychological side of, of emails I send and, you know, different phrases and stuff like that for better or worse. That's just how my mind works. And, you know, finding handwritten scripts to white loose leaf paper. You can send right through the printer. Keep your message short. Finding your addresses on lead source and then the renovations where, you know, going in with that open floor concept making 43,000 you all spent or excuse me you you put in for 143 134,000 and that was about 43,000 more than what you had planned on but you ended up making money on that you know making 47,000 on the on the property and having a partner that can complement um, your you know your skill sets so that you can focus on what you're good at and your partner can focus on what they're good at and then, you know, one of the aha moments I personally had was how you're doing multifamily and commercial deals um, and you're getting those connections through this direct mail campaign that's focused on single family absentee owners because, duh, not, I mean, it's duh for me because I, I wasn't thinking of this, but now it makes sense. Because I'm one of those guys, you know, I have property in Texas, but I also, you know, focus on commercial properties. They overlap. And, you know, 
there's another way into larger deals through direct mail through absentee you know homeowners and i i think that's that's incredible and it's really you know it's establishing that relationship and that credibility and that track record with that individual and then and then you talked about the the syndicated deal that you're working on where you know, you're you're doing the seven percent likely the seven percent preferred return with some sort of split after that and if you sell it within a year because it's not a whole lot of value-wise dollars from a return standpoint it looks good but just from the total dollar amount it's a lot of lot of effort for a little time you might get a little bit more of the the cut based on you know the the time frame in which you um you sell but that's you know that's kind of still up in the air but still there's that overall structure was really informative and i think helpful for the best ever listeners so my gosh my friend thank you so much for sharing all of this wonderful advice and you know being on the show and we'll talk to you soon Oh, my pleasure, Joe. Thanks so much for having me on the Best Ever Show and Best Ever Listeners. Hey, you, Best Ever Listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the Best Ever Show in iTunes, so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.